Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Hello and welcome to Hysteria. I'm Erin Ryan. This week, Alyssa Mastromonaco calls in to help deliver the state of the uterus. Then Naomi Ekperigan, Megan Gailey, and Dana Schwartz join me in studio to talk about the wedding industrial complex and the emotional and financial pressure it puts on couples and on their friends and family. And as always, the hills will die on. everybody before we get to the show a little bit of housekeeping if you want to submit a hill you'll die on you can record a 30 second voice memo on your phone and send it to hysteria at crooked.com that's also the address where you should send the dude you asked questions if you don't want to submit them over instagram or the other socials hysteria merch is also available at store.crooked.com we are restocking the very popular muscle tea but there's a lot of other cute new stuff, too, including um, the nails art sticker that I have on the back of my laptop. And uh, we have little lapel pins and other T-shirts, too. Very cute. I'm trying a new thing where I give a shout out to a special group of listeners. This week, it is People Who Hate Summer. This is a suggestion that was made from Crooked Media's new senior producer, Katie Long, who's sitting here in the studio with me right now, <laughs> who apparently hates summer. So shout out to Katie and shout out to everybody else who shares her hatred of summer. Now let's get to the show. Alyssa? I can hear you. Oh my goodness. So good to hear your voice. Hi. Hi, Alyssa. I have a question for you. Hit me. Why don't you go back where you came from, to the country where you came from? You know what? You should go back to the country you came from. Which one did you come from? I came from the country of Wisconsinalia. So funny. I came from the country of Westchester, New York. New Yorkistan? (laughs) New Yorkistan. Uh, Our president is such a fucking idiot. Uh, But you know, the question is, though, do you think that the president taking to the steps of the White House and screaming like he does on Twitter racially offensive things is rock bottom or do you think we still got a ways to go? I think we still got a ways to go. I think that once we drill through the rock bottom, we'll hit the liquid magma and very quickly we'll be sucked all the way down to hell. That's what I'm anticipating. The lava is going to be so hot. It's never going to form obsidian rock. No. And it exactly. I'm so glad that you know about geology. I really loved earth science. (laughs) So did I. So did I. But, you know, the question, go back to where you came from, is an interesting one considering the topic of the news that we're diving into this week. Because we all did come from a certain type of human. We all came from a uterus. We all came Mm. from a person who is able to bear children. And the uterus is one of the most fraught parts of the human body in American politics right now. And it has been for quite some time. So Alyssa, if you don't mind, I kind of want to make this episode of Hysteria, this Aaron Alyssa chat to be about the state of the uterus. In honor of this episode, I have procured my U.S. out of my uterus sticker from the 1980s. I found it. Yeah, I found it on eBay and I got a new one for my car. 
Just really? because what's old is new again. Exactly. And but the thing is, has an attack on reproductive rights ever been old or new? The more I think about it, the more it just seems like it's more of the same. Don't you just feel like like it's getting a little wackier, just a little kookier? Like before it seemed more straightforward, like you shouldn't be able to have an abortion. This is what anti-abortion activists would say. Shouldn't be able to have an abortion. Like you get pregnant, you should have to have the baby. We have sort of just delved into all kinds of new territory because of some of these insane new laws that are on the books. Mm -hmm. Like, should we talk about Marche Jones? Yes, we absolutely should. So Marche of Pleasant Grove, Alabama, was arrested for manslaughter after she was shot in the stomach resulting in the death of her fetus. So let's go down to Alabama. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. This Do woman, we have to go down to Alabama? We have to. Okay, okay, this, let's go. This woman was in a fight. She got into a fight, and the woman she got into a fight with shot her in the stomach, killing her fetus. She was arrested mm-hmm. because they said, the jury said that if she, who was indicting her, said that if she hadn't instigated the fight, the baby wouldn't have been killed. And under the Alabama law, correct me if I'm wrong, because like I said, this is wacky. The law that was just passed says that performing an abortion at any stage of pregnancy was a felony. So they were saying for all intents and purposes that by instigating the fight and getting shot, she was performing an abortion on herself. Yeah. The, one of the most depressing things about this is, is A, I mean, Marche Jones is no longer going to be prosecuted Correct. In, Thank the, God. in the way that she was. But that only happened after public outcry. And um, after the public outcry happened, um, the New York Times sent some reporters down to Alabama and talked to people. And the article about that their attitudes toward her and toward what should be done to women who lose their pregnancies due to violence that is not something that they perpetrate was really, really disturbing. Uh, How did you feel reading that article, Alyssa? I mean, you just have to wonder when the madness is going to stop. I mean, to me, that was just such an extreme... It was just really extreme and quite frankly, stupid. I mean, it was stupid. Yeah. But, you know, when you listen to or when you saw what the response was of people who actually lived in the state, it was like, but that's the law and you got to follow the law. It's like, no, right. You can change the law, you dipshits. Sorry. You can fucking (laughs) change the law. And you have to wonder these peers of hers, these mem, these like citizens of Alabama. I mean, you just wonder if it was like a white Christian lady and this had happened, if they would have felt the same. It depends. How rich is the white Christian lady? If the white Christian lady is a woman who is addicted to opioids, then maybe they would be... Probably not, but let's say she drives like a nice Buick with leather interior. Okay. I think they would be a little bit more forgiving. I think that would I think be a so little too. bit more forgiving. You know, after um, every all of this case came to light on a national scale, the National Abortion Federation released a statement that said, this is how people, especially women of color, are already being punished and having their pregnancies criminalized. And that is a really important point because Marche Jones is not the first woman to be penalized or punished for having a pregnancy end. 
when she's correct. Pregnant. It's and it and it is it's truly disturbing. And it, one thing that I was thinking about, though, is the fact that Alabama was sensitive to public outcry means that there must be a kernel in the back of these people's minds that knows that what they're doing is completely wacky and fucked up. Right. Like they're just everyone right now in this in this universe is just trying to see how much they can fucking get away with. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like, yes, they got, there was outcry and they, and, and, you know, she's now not in trouble anymore for being shot while she was pregnant. But that's the problem. It's like Donald Trump. Everyone's just seeing how far they can go. Like how fucking tired are people of having to pay attention and, and incite outcry over things that are completely unjust. Like they're just hoping that people get tired. That's why we can't get tired. Exactly. And I think that that's an important point because, and that's why we're talking about it this week, because it was back in April, I believe that Alabama passed the law that made everybody stand up and pay attention, where it was a true overreach by anti-choice advocates uh, that caused a lot of people to donate a lot of money to organizations that would make it easier for women to have abortions. And that put so many politicians under so much heat that they had to actually back off and be like, oh, actually, maybe this maybe this ain't it to steal a phrase that the kids are using. This ain't it. And as a result, um, there was a Washington Post ABC News poll that came out last week that found that support for legal abortion is now at its highest level in more than two decades. And so this overreach has backfired, which is a positive step. But I think a negative step is that this overreach, they're just going to keep doing it until we get right until we get tired. We're not going to get tired. No, we're of course we're not going to get tired. I go to bed an hour earlier now than I used to just so that I am not tired for such fights. Exactly. Well, you have to. You have to take care of yourself. You have to get a lot of sleep. You have to do your drink your water, do your exercise so that you have time to sit down and pay attention to the fact that the Ninth Circuit Court has sided with the Trump administration on Title X funding. Do you want to talk about that, Alyssa? Yeah, why don't you go deep into that one? Okay, so here's, here's the skinny on the Title X business. The Trump administration is trying to impose a domestic gag rule on um, healthcare providers that also provide abortion, which would mean that in order for these providers to receive federal funding for poor women to receive reproductive health care, these providers can't even mention the fact that abortion exists or they endanger their ability to receive federal funds, basically. That's what the gag rule is. Title X funding is funding that goes to uh, women who have low incomes who are seeking reproductive health care. Um, in order to make that contingent, and, and when the Trump administration tried to make that contingent on not talking about abortion, a lawsuit happened and it, it matriculated its way up through the courts. And last week, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals rejected a uh, plea from Planned Parenthood and a few states and, this, and uh, D.C. to make it so that the gag order wouldn't go into effect. So basically, they sided with the Trump administration. This means that women who are low income will have to seek health care. Um, if they want to use Title X funds to get health care, they will have to seek it from places that pretend that abortion isn't a thing. Hey, Aaron, how important are judges? Very. Very. Very important. And that's another thing that's very disturbing about all of this is that while, you know, public outcry is mounting over these laws that are being passed by legislatures, um, Mitch McConnell is over in the Senate not passing any laws and focusing instead on packing the courts full of fucking zealots. Zealots. And, you know, the thing that's terrible about this, as you said, like it it will affect mostly low income women 
um, women like you and I, who, if we would need an abortion, would know sort of what our options were and would find a way to take care of ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And the thing, again, always going back to my favorite fucking state, the state of Maine. (laughs) This is why when Susan Collins, even though it was about Kavanaugh, it applies to everything. She's just like, Roe v. Wade is settled law. Well, it's clearly not because chip, 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 chipping away mm-hmm. at at women's access. And, you know, a city like New York City, Bill de Blasio came out and said, that's fine. We don't need the Title X money. They, the city itself can subsidize. Um, I think something was like $16 million or something mm-hmm. that, that they would have been eligible for. Like, we'll take care of ourselves, he says. But there are states that are much poorer than New York, like Maine, for example, that need that money mm-hmm. and are going to have to abide the new regulations. And that's just, you know, this is it, man. This is the real deal. This is what happens when people aren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about abortion because correct. here's something funny, not funny, funny like... Funny like told you so, not funny, ha ha. Funny told you so is as soon as anti-choice advocates started pushing further and further toward a belief in personhood. So the idea that a fertilized egg has as much rights as a human woman or a person with a womb that has a lifetime of experiences and, and hopes and dreams and friends and family. As soon as they started trying to make laws along those lines, people like us were saying, hey, guys. Uh, you know that this means that IVF is something that could be in danger mm. uh, and and other fertility treatments. Um, and what their response was, was like, no, 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 we won't come after IVF. IVF is for people who want to have babies. Well, guess what, Alyssa? Tell me, Aaron. They're coming after IVF. They really are, aren't they? Do you want to take this one? Yes. So basically some, some cuckoo-cachoo anti-abortion activists and legislators are spearheading opposition to a benevolent federal program designed to help injured veterans and their spouses conceive through IVF. So you go to war, one of you, the the either reproductive partner, and come back because you've served your country and you can no longer, through an injury, become pregnant au natural, mm-hmm. right? And they just think that that's, well, it's just too bad, I guess, is what they think. Because the problem is that if you do IVF, the most successful rounds, as they would call them, of IVF, result in several embryos, right? Mm -hmm. So you go through, you take the drugs, they harvest your eggs, hopefully you've popped a lot of eggs, and then they're fertilized so that after that one round, if when the embryos are implanted, they don't mature, you have a reserve. You have other embryos that are ready to be implanted. Well, and they just think that that's, you know, you're killing babies if you don't use them all. So therefore they they just want to eradicate the whole program. And people who've served our country are just fucking shit out of luck. Mm-hmm. And here's a kind of depressing figure. 14% of men and almost 16% of women who served in Iraq and Afghanistan have reported infertility. And so it's a serious issue that faces, it faces every population, but it faces people who have gone overseas in service of American interests as well. And now it's something that uh, it appears that abortion opponents are targeting. So basically, what what is the lesson to learn from this? They said we, they wouldn't go after IVF. And you know what? They are actually going after IVF. They said that they wouldn't prosecute women for losing their pregnancies. And guess what? They're doing it. 
Do you think we can believe anything they say, Alyssa? No. And I think if they give such a big fucking shit about people and humanity that they should go volunteer at soup kitchens and actual like helping people instead of having so much fucking time on their hands, they come up with bonkers shit like this. Mm-hmm. And also there are currently, That's how I feel. There, are, there are currently babies in cages on the border. So care about babies. That too. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I guess those babies aren't as real, you know, the ones that are like alive and five years old in cages as the ones in a freezer mm-hmm. that are embryos as from the, IVF. As the imaginary babies. So Alyssa, final question for you. I feel like we're both really fired up right now. I can, I can feel it. I can feel the We could go on forever. We absolutely could. Um, do you think that we have lost focus on the ongoing war against reproductive rights? The, the royal we? No, you know, I think it's like, it's the same thing. I feel like I always say it's like, I'm R2D2. It's just like, there's so much to focus on. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that people have lost focus. I just think that there's a lot to focus on. Mm -hmm. Okay. What do you think the state of the uterus is? If you had to give us a prognosis. I think the state of the uterus is uncertain. Yeah. I feel like the state of the uterus is uncertain, but I'm really heartened by the swelling in support for abortion rights in light of the zealotry. It indicates to me that we're not just going to take this without the fight of our lives. I agree. I will categorize the state of the uterus as like a moderate DEFCON 3. Okay. Okay. Right? I can get down with that. I can get down with that. But I think we're at high alert, but like (laughs) the the ships aren't approaching the shore. Absolutely. And I think that we can keep the ships away. I think that we're, we just have to keep getting mad and we just have to keep paying attention and I mean, keep getting to bed early, I guess. I feel like if people keep listening to us, they will stay mad. Good. Stay mad. Absolutely stay mad. Um, Anything else to add this week, Alyssa? This was a, this was a hot one. Vigilance. Good. Excellent. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's all the time we have for the state of the uterus. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by IQ Bar. Power up your life with superior brain and body nutrition products from IQ Bar. Their plant protein bars are the perfect low-carb breakfast. Their IQ Mix Zero Sugar Hydration Drinks replenish electrolytes. And their IQ Joe Mushroom Coffees will keep you focused all day long. Start each day right with IQ Bar's brain and body boosting bars, hydration mixes, and mushroom coffees. Their ultimate sampler pack includes all three. IQ Bar empowers doers with superior brain and body nutrition. All their products are entirely free from gluten, dairy, soy, GMOs, and artificial sweeteners. And today, Hysteria listeners get an exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping. Just text HYSTERIA to 64000. One thing I love about IQ Bar is, first of all, right now it's really dry where I am. Oh, okay. It is hard for me to stay hydrated. I just like, I'll just be going through my day and I'll be like, why am I so like... Parched. I'm parched. I'm in a bad mood. I feel like I'm going to pass out. And it's, ah, you got to drink some water. You got to stay hydrated. I really like their IQ Mix Zero Sugar Hydration Drinks because it allows me to rehydrate myself at a time when I feel like the atmosphere is trying to take all my moisture away. Well, and sometimes you need more than just water. Sometimes you need more more than just water. I also love IQ bars because I love a portable breakfast. I love a grab-and-go breakfast, no dishes. Love something I can walk around holding and eating. I like something I can eat in my car without endangering the lives of me and every other motorist on the road. A breakfast burrito, 
<laughs> not not the safest thing to eat behind the wheel. IQ bar, go ahead and do it. Good for you. Great ingredients. Helps you stay focused and alert throughout the day. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and you don't have to dirty any dishes. Refuel smarter with IQ bar's ultimate sampler pack. That's seven IQ bars, four IQ mix sticks, and four IQ Joe sticks. And now our special podcast listeners get 20% off all IQ Bar products plus get free shipping. To get your 20% off, just text Hysteria to 64000. Get your discount. Text Hysteria to 64000. That's H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A to 64000. Message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. This episode of Hysteria is brought to you by Viore. Need the perfect Mother's or Father's Day gift? Check out Viore Performance Apparel. Drawing inspo from the coastal California lifestyle, Viore's products inspire others to live vibrant, active lives. I love that they're calling this the coastal California lifestyle. I will embrace that instead of what I thought it was, which was the I only want to wear comfortable clothes lifestyle. Yeah. I have to. I refuse to be uncomfortable I refu- if I want to be productive. I refuse <laughs> to be uncomfortable, but sometimes I have to look like I belong in a respectable place lifestyle, which is like yeah. Viore is perfect for it because they the clothes look fantastic. They fit great. They are so comfortable. I lie down in mine all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, Erin, the women's performance joggers. They have a slim but relaxed fit and are designed with dream knit stretch fabric. I love my joggers. I've slept in mine. I've slept in them. Really? You don't get hot? No. They're very, like, on a a couch nap. You know, you have, like, a, oh yeah. you've got, like, maybe a half an hour in the afternoon. You're like, ooh, I've got a, like, small break. I'm very tired. I'm going to just, like, lay down for 20 minutes. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect for couch napping. Joggers. I love the leggings. I can work out in them. I can do my errands in them. I can wear them with a proper top to a business meeting. It is not a problem. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you probably could. Just put yeah, a, a totally. blazer and like— Denim shirt. Denim, denim shirt, oh, blazer, yeah. leggings. So easy. 100%. And, of course, the men's core shorts. They have a classic athletic fit, falling just above the knee, while the Sunday performance joggers are made from recycled performance stretch fabric. I got my dad some men's core shorts. He wears them to mow the lawn. That's perfect. He is, like, I think my my dad is one of those people that just, like, beats the crap out of his clothes. He'll wear them until they're— they look like a security blanket that a 30-year-old yep. still has where it's just like a ball of string and you're like, um, Our dads are the same. Yeah, yeah. But um, my dad has had his for like a couple years now and I think I, I saw him wearing them the other week when I met up with um, family on a, on a short weekend trip and they still looked great. It was like, Dad, your clothes still look new. <laughs> so fancy. Viore is offering Hysteria listeners 20% off your first purchase. Get some of the most comfy and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash hysteria. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash hysteria. You'll also enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash hysteria and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details.
Okay, we're back with the portion of the show where we talk about things that have been on our minds and not necessarily in the headlines, but this one is, I think, near and dear to all of our hearts. But before we get into it, I want to introduce the wonderful women I have with me today. First, I have the host of the Couples Therapy Podcast, a comedian, a writer, an actor, Naomi Ekparrigan. How are you? Girl, I am making it work today. How are you? You're so positive today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm enjoying the positive vibes. I think that that's a great attitude going into this topic. Thank you so much. Cautious cautious optimism is my jam. Absolutely. Next up, we have a comedian, actor, writer, another multi-hyphenate, Megan Gailey. I'm excited. <laughs> Don't even want intros today. Let's like, just Let's go. Just get to it. Let's, Let's just, just get to go. it. And I'm hungover and I'm excited. You look great. You look, you yeah. Well, look I went to bed at 5 p.m. So I got plenty of sleep. Okay, that's good. And last but not least, we have, she's a writer and the host of the new Noble Blood podcast, Dana Schwartz, back from Europe. Hi. Welcome back. You look so back from Europe. Yeah. Oh my God. That's, the, that's like the worst thing. I could think of. I'm no. so sorry. I want to apologize. She's I'm sitting so here sorry. in a beret. <laughs> <laughs> She's been like holding a baguette like a child. Yeah. <laughs> I say Paris now. It's really weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you. I, I've missed being stateside and driving on the right side of the road. Oh, you had to drive on the wrong side of the road. And the wrong side of the car. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. We've missed you, but the Instagram was great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you really so much. Good. And your stateside Instagram, I know that you were feeling self-conscious about posting a selfie, but the selfie was beautiful and the lip color was great. Thank you so much. I'm not usually <laughs> a selfie on the main yeah. Instagram person, so that that took a little bit out of me. But I'm getting there. Photo. Thank you. Well, let's get to the topic of the day. Marriage. No, we're not talking about marriage. We're talking about weddings. Those are two different things. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> weddings and the industry around weddings and expectations for women in weddings. Um, we are all American women, and so we are going to be talking about American weddings. There are many other styles of weddings and traditions of weddings, and I'm sure a lot of them are very fun and have their own pressures and their own... And yeah, their own, you know, treasures, their own pressures, but we're not going to go into that today. Today, we're going to talk about being an American woman, talking about dealing with weddings. And three out of the four of us are engaged. (laughs) Way to really call me out right there. I'm so sorry. Someone get a move on. (laughs) Uh, But before we get into it, because Megan is over here chomping Chomping, at the bit. Truly chomping. Never seen her more excited. (laughs) She's chomping. But let's talk about um, what we're going to get into. The traditional American wedding is actually not that traditional. Prior to the mid-19th century, most weddings and receptions were in people's backyards. Which, you know, that's traditional. You Father the bride. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. Pasadena. You just wore uh, <laughs> you just wore whatever dress you had that was your favorite dress. It didn't have to be white. And then afterwards you went back in the house and you had like cake. Ugh, and, I love it. And the women did all the work. Of course. Well, well, also, they did all the work for every party, I assume. Yes, exactly. I bet. Don't you think one of them had like a fun gay friend (laughs) in the 1800s who was like, I got this. (laughs) Maybe. But he was probably also married. Or a confirmed bachelor. Of course. Of course. But, you know, he's like, there's a wedding in town. (laughs) They were like, why is Albin Samuelson so interested in being involved in all the weddings? I don't know why that's my 19th century (laughs) game. Albin Samuelson. Yeah, works. <laughs> um, but starting in the mid-19th century, they started having ceremonies in churches. They still had the receptions at, at home. Uh, the white wedding dress was popularized by, I learned this, by the wedding of Queen Victoria, which you probably 
knew oh, Dana. Yeah, big history buff. <laughs> she was big into being a virgin and was oh, like, I'm a virgin, and like made that her whole thing, <laughs> uh, which, God. okay, Victoria. Also, not to chime, but like also in those days, having a white dress was super expensive because oh, like right. they get dirty. And so if you're yeah. only going to have one fancy dress, it would be super dumb to have a white one. So mm. that was the first also nowadays people have to show off how rich they are with their weddings. Uh-huh. Having a white dress is the Victorian version of that. It's a flex. Ooh, it's yeah. a Victorian flex. Wow. It's a Victorian yeah. rich person flex. I don't have a period. <laughs> yep. uh, men did. Also, I learned that as I was doing research for this that men didn't wear wedding rings on their fingers until the early 20th century. They wore Prince <laughs> Albert's. <laughs> Gross. I am so sorry. <laughs> Thanks a lot, feminism. Um, in the early 1920s, the modern myth of the traditional American wedding happened in the States. Um, some people th- think it was because women at the time were like wearing short skirts and like smoking and swearing. And America always freaks out and appeals to tradition every time women start <laughs> acting up. And they're like, no, we, <laughs> please, tradition. There's no real tradition. Um, but people started getting pressured mm. into having bigger weddings and having receptions. Um, and then the 30s happened and everybody was poor, but that didn't stop the industry from pressuring people to oh, spend money on weddings. Mm. Then World War II happened and people couldn't really plan weddings because it was like, look, he's going to war tomorrow. So I'm going to wear a business jacket. <laughs> Have you guys seen pictures of your grandparents getting married and they're wearing like, the woman is wearing like a business suit? No. My, oh no. my God. My grandma's wearing like a blazer. Like a white that blazer? That says so much about how you are here. Your grandma was rocking a blazer she on her was, wedding day. Yeah. But like she was from like a rural farming community and she had like a... A bla- I don't know. She looks like she's that. about to go to war, yeah. too. Like, way to go, Grandma. Uh-huh. Um, but then in the 1950s, everything got fucked. Everything got mm-hmm. fucked. And mm-hmm. uh, weddings became a thing that you bought instead of a thing that you made. And it just got worse and worse and worse up to Princess Diana and Charles getting married. And then everybody was like, we got to have a big 80s wedding. And it's <laughs> completely ballooned from there. So here we are now. We are in a time when we spend an average of between I think 30 and 40,000 dollars oh. on a wedding. Yeah. <sighs> I thought that sounded low. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Average of thirty and forty thousand dollars on a wedding. Um, now it's an, it. Couples don't typically pay for it themselves because they can't afford it. Even people yeah. getting married in life don't have the money to afford to drop it's, that kind of money. It's just one day. That's what scares yeah. me. I'm like, I get nervous buying like any new item of clothing, mm-hmm. and I have to justify it to myself, being like, well, I'll wear it a bunch, you know. And it's just like thirty, thirty to forty thousand dollars for one day. I'm like, then it's one day, and then not it's not even over. a full day like six hours you get a damn venue yeah you know what i mean in and out start packing up them chairs and so you're like okay five thousand dollars an hour there's a part of me though that when i think about weddings and when i've heard so here's a funny story um the very first text message that i sent my now fiance uh, who are now planning a wedding together the very first text message i sent him was in response to a screenshot of the first okay cupid message that that I sent him. Mm-hmm. And so he, I sent him a message that said, I think we have similar contradictions. He screenshotted it, texted it to me. And That's said, such a cool line, by the way. And, and he said, thank you. And he said, this is our future wedding invitation. Oh, That was his first text to me. My response was, I would rather die than have an actual wedding. The oh, first thing I said I Trying to be a cougar. No, I literally, <laughs> I legitimately did not want to have a wedding because I was of the, the school of thought where I was like, it's one day, it's this, it's this, it's this. But then I have thought about it and it's, 
a day to get your whole family together. And, and then I think about my friends who are gay and they weren't allowed to get married. And so now it's like this, it's such a, it's such a celebration that was not accessible to people for such a long time that I almost feel like I feel about it the way in, in, it's a milder version of how I feel about voting. Like people worked really hard to get this. Mm-hmm. And like, how dare I not? How dare I how not? dare I not? <laughs> Get Juliet Roses. <laughs> so let's, I want to start with you, Naomi. Oh. Uh, because you <laughs> sent a very interesting response to our thread about weddings, which is. Uh, I've been engaged for six years. So you're welcome. <laughs> um, that's where I'm coming from, stepping into that truth. Um, and it's funny because like, and I would say the first two to three years, it was fine. <laughs> Nobody had any problems. And now we're in this point where now people are like, are you guys good? Are things okay? Like, it's, you know, you, you can't be engaged too long because people worry about you. Then their voices start going right, up at the end. Right, they go up and up. You know, it gets a little high pitch, and you're like, oh, okay, okay. So that's what judgment is, <laughs> you know. Um, but what? Why have I been engaged six years? I mean, I, I I know that that the cost of a wedding and like the ability to throw a wedding has been a factor in that. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I don't have that kind of money. But and what you said though about like the contradictions, like I do want a wedding. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people are like, just go to the courthouse. But this is the thing about the thing. I know there's a difference between marriage, like being married, and a wedding. Mm -hmm. And the nature of, I feel like, just my lifestyle is, like, in essence, a freelancer. And, like, you go job to job and you don't know what you're doing. Like, nothing has really been traditional Mm -hmm. that I want my one damn day. Like, I want the one day, put the hydrangeas in a mason jar, bitch. You know, like, I want to do those things. But I also know I don't have the money to do it quickly. So it's like, okay, like then I'm just going to have to save and wait for however long that takes. But I don't feel that my relationship is in jeopardy or any less solid because I've been engaged a long time. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I think that's what I'm up against. Like people who feel like, well, you're engaged but not married. What's wrong? But I don't believe that the moment we get married, anything is going to change. It's like you're already kind of married. We live together. We share bills. We we co-parent these cats. What's this like? <laughs> okay, like and I, I don't, you know, it doesn't. And you feel... want the kind of day that you want, right? And yeah. you're willing to wait. Wait, I don't know. Like I don't. I, again, it's, I've waited a little too long at this point. You're past the title of the movie, the five year engagement. Yes, yes, indeed. It's no longer a rom com moment. This is the sequel. It's a, it's a drama. Well, it's a searing like, portrait I feel of a like woman. If you, uh, if you have a very long engagement, you can book a venue that's under construction. Yeah, <laughs> and then you get it. Lock in those low rates. It's like buying a condo before. And some of these you, places book two years out. Well, you know, you so can buy, you're good. You could buy flower seeds and. Just <laughs> Plant them yourself, and that's how you save. Yeah, that's how you save. <laughs> those Plant are those are pennies and flowers. Um, yeah, I mean, it is. There is pressure to have. I think on one hand, the pressure comes from external, but on the other hand, if you're somebody who's solid in yourself and who you are, you can. We're kind of at a point where it's okay to ignore that. Most for most women, <laughs> you can kind of be like, yeah, but also fuck that. I don't need to. But you want what you want. Yeah. And uh, Megan, I wonder what your thoughts are on expectations around women throwing like or women having big weddings, because it's never like the man having the wedding. It's always like the bride's day still. Yeah. I mean, I'm comfortable enough in who I am to be like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. And I feel bad for people that don't feel that way, especially about your wedding, because Mm -hmm. it's like when 
people are asking, like, what are you doing? It's like, I know exactly what I want and I'm not doing mm-hmm. any of it for my parents or for CJ's family <laughs> or <laughs> for what I want anyone else for want it to be. It's like, this is what CJ and I want. And I a, yeah, I have course. a question about this. Okay. okay, is anybody helping you pay for this wedding? Yeah. So how are you able? Because my whole thing is like, if you pay, you get a say. How do you fight against them being like, well, I'm giving you this, you got to do something for me or give me. I something. mean, that's just not how my parents are. Luckily, oh, okay. you wow. know, like I, love is not transactional. Wow. I mean, <laughs> are there there are, are there strings attached when any amount of money changes yeah. hand? For sure. Have I figured out those strings yet? No. <laughs> do they do they have a say in the guest list? Are they like no. you have to invite? No, I don't give a fuck. I mean, <sighs> anybody can make a suggestion to me, mm-hmm. but like the I I did take final like rule over something re- like they were like, do you want the flower girls to get their hair done? I'm like, no. They're children. I don't want children to get their hair done. And so my mom was like, well, what do you, I was like, you and Jess, my sister-in-law can like do the girl's hair. And my mom's like, I don't know. And I go, no, I don't really care if you want to do their hair. (laughs) Buckle up and put a fucking French braid in Maren's hair and walk her down the damn aisle. Like, so I, I now am like, I, I, you because you do want to please everybody, but at some point you have to be like, I got to put my bride hat on and we're going to do what I want to do within reason. Mm-hmm. You know, I've thought about talking with a British accent at my wedding <laughs> and just see if anybody calls me on it. You know, like, this is my day. <laughs> Are they going to say no? <laughs> Dana, you seem to have a pretty strong reaction when I dropped the average cost of a wedding. As a person who is not currently like planning one, if you're like looking at it from outside, so outside of the craziness, what are your thoughts on that amount of money? Well, so that's the thing where I feel like if I was in it, then everything becomes more reasonable because you've sunk into it. So then you're like, oh, $150 does seem like what you should spend on napkins or whatever. And that (laughs) might be like, but I'm totally out of context. So I'm just at my place of like spending rent and like paying for insurance. Right. And if someone was like, Dana, pay here's $30,000. You have to pay it. I'd be like, that's a lot of money uh-huh. right now for me as a human being for one day. But on the other hand, if I ever get engaged, I love the idea of just being able to like guilt-free spend a lot on a really fancy dress. Yeah. That's really nice to me. I'm, I'm really frugal with my clothes and like my yeah. beauty stuff that I buy because I just get nervous spending my own money. <laughs> but like, it's your wedding day. You can buy the fanciest dress you want. I also think that when it comes to spending money on anything large, a car, a house, a wedding, you need to do it within the means that you are able to. Like, right. You know, like, I'm not bankrupting my parents by being like, I'm getting married in Palm Springs. My dad's like, what's up? Thanks for going to a state school. You know, like, (laughs) I didn't have a bar mitzvah. I didn't I didn't have a quinceanera. This is the only party they've ever thrown for me. And and they have saved for my whole life. I also make good money. Y'all, what's up? So, like, I'm paying for some of it. See, like, no one should bankrupt themselves. Mm -hmm. Everybody should be spending a fraction of what they are actually able to spend. Mm -hmm. I do believe. But that's what's so fucking annoying about it is that what I can't stand the most is the way um, you can contact a venue and the moment you say wedding, the prices go up. Yeah, like, they're what, bad. They're yeah, bad. Yeah, like that, like that. Like this assumption, like 
well, it is your special day. You're a princess and a queen. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just sell mm-hmm. your firstborn? Yeah. Like there's this expectation that you will do that in the actual, what is it, the wedding industrial complex? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? It's horrible. The complex is what I hate. I'm, I get like, look, I want everyone to come together, have uh-huh. a hot meal, yeah. have a little drink. Break dance. bread. Break bread. Look at me. Look yes. at the best I'll ever look. Honestly, everyone come to my wedding in jeans. It's my time. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're saying we don't want to spend 40 grand. You've made us spend 40 grand because you've inflated the prices and right. that's not our choice. Listen, I'd be spending bottom barrel if I could, <laughs> exactly. but you can. And also, I feel like with Instagram and like like everyone, we up the ante collectively, right? Mm-hmm. Like everyone, when you establish what a base is and then you go to all your friend's wedding and you're like, this is what's expected of, of me and my peers. Mm-hmm. And then you go to someone else's wedding and you're like, hmm, they didn't have an open bar. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, think yeah. The, like the, the broader context of that is interesting too because like, People's economic situations on the ground, for the most part, like, are not as good as what you think they are on Instagram or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I was listening to, I mean, I I don't want to bring it to this topic entirely, but I was listening to a podcast about the cost of of medical care and how people with insurance are still getting footed with like these massive bills and people's wages aren't really going up and people's benefits through work aren't really going up. And it's super fucking expensive to have a child and college is expensive and can't borrow money. And millennials are kind of in this very dire financial situation that they don't advertise because no, it's not fun. It's not Mm -hmm. fun to advertise that you don't really have any liquidity Mm -hmm. or that you're in tons of debt and you want to live the life that you think that you should be able to live. And a wedding seems to me to be like a kind of it feels like kind of rubbing someone's nose in the fact that like life isn't actually that good for a lot of people in America. And a wedding could really, I mean, for everybody, like a wedding could really like put them on their heels economically. And I think the pressure to do it and the way that, like you said, Naomi, venues jack up prices is sort of like inhumane and awful. Mm -hmm. Like there are people who can, you know, who have a bunch of income streams contributing to the party, which is like great Mm -hmm. and awesome. Like throw the best party you can. But there are people that can't do that. And do you think that there's something kind of nefarious behind uh, entities that charge so much money for wedding celebrations. Pure evil. Pure, Pure evil. And it's also, I don't know, it's also there's something so, it was just interesting, and I'm sure you had the same experience when you and CJ were, like, looking at places. Mm-hmm. It was so interesting. Like, it just felt almost, um, what's the word, condescending the way everyone would kind of tilt to me and be like, well, yeah. sweetie, what do you want? hundred It's you, queen. It's you, girl. Yes. You know, they would do a lot of that and, like, playing that game. Meanwhile, Andy has plenty of ideas. Yeah. He looks like an indie rock wedding, and I said yeah. absolutely not. But he, has, like, but he has opinions and things he likes and you know, doesn't like, and yet it feels like they just like play this game and kind of prey upon either ego or insecurity. Either mm-hmm. way, you kind of look at it in a woman to say like, well, come on, this mm-hmm. is for you. You're only beautiful once. And it, per- <laughs> it perpetuates and feeds into why some brides are predisposed to lose their fucking minds, (laughs) which happens. Just a thing that I'm posing, and I'm curious what you guys think. When in, like, an economic system, cost is being inflated over value, you know, like a venue is being rented more when it's a wedding as opposed to a party, that means it's going to expand and burst. Do you think the wedding complex is ever going to... I don't know. You, like, have to hope so, but, like, (laughs) we're on the other side of a recession now, and and I know people that got married during—most of my college friends got married between 2009 and—and, like, 
these parties were big, you know, like it felt recession proof. It felt like guns, lipstick and weddings were fine. (laughs) I mean, it's possible, but I think right now, so we're, we're talking to a coordinator. We haven't like signed any papers, but we're like talking to somebody who does a lot of LGBT weddings and weddings between people, like non-traditional weddings. And I think the way around the cost of a wedding is to just lean hard into the non-traditional because the industry has figured out what traditional is and they've jacked the price up of it so much that people are like, okay, well then I'm not going to get a a white dress. Like, and it's not that I ever really, like, I don't look great in white anyway. So I I look stunning. Oh, it's I, literally yeah. my only color. I'm, I need it, Aaron. Go ahead. <laughs> but like you don't need to buy a wedding <laughs> yeah, dress. Yeah, like yeah. you can get around some of the cost by not buying a wedding dress. The venue that we booked is like a park venue. It's like part of the, the Los Angeles City Parks. And it's beautiful. We can decorate it however we want. But it is definitely like they don't they charge the same amount regardless of what it is because yeah. it's like a part of the public parks. And like there are ways to kind of like get around it, but you're, the further you get away from tradition, the more that you're able to save money. Because in, in theory, if you're just like, hey, you have $40,000 to spend on a party, that would be a dope party. Yeah. If yeah. like out of the context of wedding, $40,000 to spend on a party is a great party. Of course. But I found when I was doing research that it was actually harder to go to do something more individual. Meaning when I went to like hotels and people mm-hmm. places that did wedding, weddings, it was a package, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They go, okay, pick your colors. It's cookie do, cutter it's, with plug do, and chug. Right. Whereas when I started to be like, well, what if I did it outside or what if I did here? Then I've got to call a caterer <clears throat> and um, I got to get chairs and I got to get lights and I got to get an AV. And I found myself, that's the tricky thing right you're now. You're show running then. Exactly. And you're like, what the hell? I was like, these are too many pieces. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, so like when you get everything piecemeal, it was coming together. Costing more, but at the same time, that like more individual, customizable representation of mm-hmm. our love is what I want. Right. You know, like I'm not, I don't love like the hotel ballroom. It reminds me of like high school prom. Yeah. yeah. But at the same, I'm like, I can't figure it out. And I don't know if I'm like, and I can't be like, you know, because there used to be a time, right? Like, wasn't it sort of summer? Spring, summer was like wedding season. And right. now wedding season's year round. Like there are no cheaper dates. No. <laughs> like now it's like maybe if you get married on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> but there's nothing. And there's people like, no get way. very mad at you. Well, yeah. Of course. You can't you can't do that. There's you know, there's also something very transient feeling about venues that are wedding venues. Mm-hmm. Because it's like you go in there and you can feel it's like it's like, I don't know, it's like having sex in a hotel room. You're like, <laughs> a lot of people have fucked in here. And you know it. You know it while you're doing it's like it. The Vegas you're like, chapel. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, you know, you're 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 in a you're in this venue and you're like, you can smell the ghosts of other people's weddings. You can <laughs> you can practically like feel the bridesmaids not liking their dresses. And you can it, there's this weird kind of, I don't know, vibe. Maybe I'm sounding too woo-woo California right now. <laughs> but I kind of think that the the typical venue, while it provides you everything you need, sometimes can feel like it's been used over and over again for the same thing. But I mean, it's it's tough, too, because when you're a guest at a wedding, you're bringing your taste to it. Mm-hmm. And it was thrown by somebody who's not you. And so yeah. when you're in the process of planning one, people are always like, do what you want. You're never going to make everyone happy. And it's like, yeah. well, that's a terrible way to feel about <laughs> doing a really nice thing forever. You know, like I'm so, if you're getting sea bass, I hope you're fucking happy. <laughs> but like, yeah, there's going to be people and, and you add in this sort of like level of sometimes jealousy that if you go to a wedding that you feel like was better than your wedding. <laughs> but it's so interesting because, you know, I've been to 
weddings with my parents before and they got married 40 years ago. And my mom's like, I cry at every wedding since my wedding. Like she loves weddings because she loved her wedding. But there's people that hate weddings because they hated their wedding. And then they that's so loaded. And it it creates very interesting. Like people have been like, how's your mom bet? You know, like (laughs) the dynamic between daughters and mothers is is sometimes very weighted. And sometimes you'll see on shows, dads come and it's like, why the fuck is a dad like picking out a dress? Like everybody (laughs) just has these weird, crazy things that they sort of, it's almost like being home for the holidays. Some people go into their bad behavior Mm -hmm. when you're Spending a bunch of money, family is involved. You basically have to rank your friends at some point. I'm like, you're my number one friend. You're my number two friend. You're my number eight friend, but you made it right. (laughs) Well, it's just, but also too, like this is the thing that gets me, and I think also one of the reasons why we had we actually one of the initial reasons we pulled back was because my fiance's parents came at us with a long guest list. They came with a 75 person guest list. Whoa. Yes. And they were like, well, well, we're giving you some money. And it was just like, but that's what I mean. It's like, okay, if you say you're giving me money, I get to do what I want with that money. That's the nature of the money as that's a gift. Give, yeah. 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 They like, can't rumble stilts, can you? Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. And 75 is so many. It's so that's many. a full wedding. I said, I was like, they invited the whole temple to the situation. <laughs> and I've only met maybe 10 of these people. And so, it, but it was also, again, like if part of the wedding is like merging families and like really yeah. get, I didn't want to fight with them. Right. You know what I mean? And then I was also like, okay, Andy, do you want to fight with them for me? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then he's, of course, like, he's like, I don't want to. Like, we kind of just pulled back. But, like, that's another thing that gets me with guest lists and weddings and, like, when people, when the family, I mean, anyone who's not the bride and groom, are kind of using the wedding as their own party. Yeah. You know? Because a lot of what we would get was, well, they invited us to theirs. So we have to invite them. Or uh-huh. we went to their kid's bar mitzvah. So now we have to invite them to your wedding. Mm-hmm. Well, that bar mitzvah was 25 years ago. Also, uh-huh. the bar mitzvah is <laughs> for a child. You're an adult. Yeah. Like, the difference is for a bar mitzvah, which, you know, I had, like, you, my parents invited people because I was 12. I don't know people outside my grade. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like when it's your wedding, like, you're the adult with throwing the party. But I think a lot of parents do feel like, in a way, as you said, like, your parents have never had a party for you. And it's it, it becomes a... um way to kind of show off the family. Mm-hmm. We can also call it yeah. celebrate the family. But yeah. I think for a lot of people, it's show off when it comes to what's happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and then also, here's another aspect of all of that, which is, um, you know, the couple throws a wedding and, and you, I think the 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 polite way to do it is you are throwing a party and you hope everybody who makes the effort to come has a great time. And then there's a sort of metastatic version of the party where one, uh, the bride or the groom or both of them puts all these other financial obligations on people. Like I had, um, I knew somebody who had a engagement party in a, in a second location where everybody had to, everybody in the wedding party had to travel mm-hmm. to the engagement party. Mm-hmm. She had a bachelorette party and then a stock the bar party, which is where for both, it's where it's, it's for like both sh- of the couple. Yeah. And you just come and you bring them like alcohol and it's just a party for like oh. a shower. She oh, had okay. three separate and a bridal shower. She had like uh, several mm-hmm. separate parties and people who are in the wedding party were expected to go to each one. And each one is they were expected to buy a gift and they yeah. were expected to do this and take time to travel and all this. At, at a certain point, it became a real imposition but she couldn't you know the people that were involved in the wedding couldn't really do anything about it oh, that's why I've, I love not having friends <laughs> I've noticed it seems like a lot of bachelorette parties are in separate locations like vacations it, it, you're like forcing your friends true. to go on vacation it's yeah. really crazy I mean I, 
There was one summer, I mean, I'm a stand-up, so I work on weekends, and I was in five weddings. And so I was taking those five weddings to not work. I had to get a second job, and it was my least favorite job I've ever had to just be able to pay to be in these weddings. And, you know, we were 28, and so most of my friends at that point were like— they had they were six years out of school. They'd been working that long, but like that's I didn't follow that traditional path. Mm. And then you go to these weddings and you're like constantly being asked, like, so do you still do stand? Yeah. And you're like, oh my uh, God. I like skits. I pay, I paid money <laughs> mm-hmm. to be here to then like kind of be shamed that I didn't follow the same path that my friends followed. Yeah. yeah. That's why my wedding's gonna be better than theirs. You know? <laughs> it'll be because no one will be making judgment and it'll be beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's the same as as being with being a wedding guest. I think being in the wedding party costs a lot of money. We're, I'm not having a wedding. I'm not having a wedding. I'm I'm yeah. like I'm in my mid thirties. Like I don't <laughs> so need So am I. And I'm having eight <laughs> bridesmaids and I don't feel bad about it. But like well, you like, also did your time with how many people? But I hear and I hear yes, of course. And I hear in Aaron's voice, like I'm not doing that. It's like childish, but it's like, but I want it. So yeah. I'm doing it. I, right. I don't think it would be childish for everybody. I right. would feel personally childish within yeah. the scope of my personality yes. if I did that. I don't I don't find when other people do it, I'm not like, what are you doing? No, and like, I, I thought like I can't do this, but it's like I was in a sorority. I have best friends from high school. I have comedy for like I do have friends who I love who I do want to celebrate and walk down the aisle. Are they standing up there? No. Thank God. No. The they're wor- not standing isn't up there. Isn't that the worst? Like I've been like when you have to just like kind of stand and Take be still Take and a just, load like, off. watch people do something. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like we're all like I can st- I can watch you all sitting down as a wedding. Like, I've had to do a couple. I officiated a wedding in May. Well, that one you have to stand for. (laughs) And then I had to, like, do a reading, but I had to be up there the whole time, even though I was like, no! Okay, I was like, I can't. And, like, these moments, and I'm just like, we're all, like, watching adults walk, and then we watch them stand. (laughs) And that feels so... It's also, like, stressful because everyone's in, like, a high shoe. You know what I mean? It's, like, a shoe that just went with a dress. Not their comfortable shoe. No. I said, this is, oh, my God. (laughs) There's also that thing with, like, what you were saying with, like, the the bridesmaid, where it's, like, whether you feel like you're playing the a role or not or whether you feel like it's authentic to you because so much of the wedding industrial complex are these really established beats that we mm-hmm. have to follow and it's like well if some of them don't feel like you don't do them right like no. i kind of feel like just my personality that like it would i was not in a sorority like it would feel very artificial to me to have like monogrammed Oh yeah, 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 yeah like yeah, yeah. on Instagram, you yeah. see like the like bridey or like Ugh, whatever. Yeah. It's like the yeah. rose. Like Ugh. I don't know who I would be like pretending to be if I did that. You know, yeah. of course. Or yeah. like my. But then that's what's that's what's on the market. Like my mom brought bought me a beach bag that has giant bride written on <laughs> yeah, it, and it's like, thing. where am I taking? Like, <laughs> and you don't know me enough to know that. Like I don't. And she's like, I thought for like your bachelorette party, it's like I think they know I'm the bride. You know? <laughs> Did you propose to your bridesmaids? Is that a thing? No, I just like. I mean, I asked them as much as I could in person, yeah. but I didn't like do any. You didn't have a pun-based gift, no. <laughs> and I, and like, part of me was like, oh shit, do I need to like send them something? But it's like, whatever. Did anyone say no? No. And even, and I gave two of them the option to say okay. no because they're moms and they're like my sister-in-laws. Yeah. And I was like, I really want you in it. But like, I get that. I mean, one of them will have like a three-month-old baby, and I was like, if you don't want to be a part of this, you don't have to. And she was like, no, I'm like really. Thank you so much for thinking of me. I do want to do it. 
That's that's nice. I mean, how would you do it if you were asked to be involved in somebody else's wedding and it was just something that you couldn't afford? Oh, oh I'd, I'd, I'd most certainly say no. Would you oh. say, what would you be like, yeah, I can't afford it? It's like, oh my God, thank you so, so much, but I'm really not able to, you know, like, I, like you know, and obviously you like, you're like, I love you. I'm so happy for you. My inability to do this is not a reflection on how I feel about you. Mm-hmm. We have to be honest about it. Like, you cannot go bankrupt for people. Mm-hmm. And I think, and maybe I feel this way too, the older we get, you know, like yeah. where I have, like, where there are people in my life where I've known you, but if I haven't seen you in three or four years. Mm-hmm. Do people do have ask people who have, you haven't seen oh, in three yeah, or yeah, four yeah, years? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because some people don't have friends. But then you just know? don't have <laughs> yeah, Or you have like a history with someone like, where you're like, we were homies in college. Yeah, like, yeah. We were like this. I would want you to be like, you're my girl. But like, if you it's don't like, have friends, don't have bridesmaids? Be, but like they, <laughs> that, these are people that like, I've been in weddings with other people and they've been like, I don't know why I'm in this wedding, yeah, you know? Yep. But the person, the people who are getting married, they're the type who are like, I need six bridesmaids. <laughs> and some of that is they want, someone to do their bidding, you know? So like if you don't have a coordinator or a planner or like a day of person, it's like, well, I'll have seven bridesmaids and they'll get my shit together. And so you're, you're having bridesmaids as like a staff. Yeah. I once had to plan a bachelorette party. I was not in the wedding, but I had, but I like planned the bachelorette party. No. And it was like, cause I was the fun friend, like literally in the deck, like from Uh, college, like back in the day, like, like she was, she was in med school. Like, you know, she was like a straight and narrow, like, and I remember like we were friends. It wasn't that, but I was like, did she have bridesmaids? I'm trying to remember. That, that. Yeah, she probably did. Cause like it was, it was. A, first of all, my favorite wedding. Like all weddings should be Indian weddings. For the record, the most fun. The I've most never dynamic. been to one, and I've Gorgeous only heard great things. Pageantry. I live, but and so she did. She did end up. She had people, but it was like that, and it was like, and I don't remember how it happened. Where it was like, do you want to do it? And it was like, oh, okay. I'm just like the person who they think go out the most. Yeah, you know oh, what I mean. No. And then it was like, okay. And then I was like, wait, what is happening right now? <laughs> And once we were like in it, and I was like, because I also don't like that kind of pressure. Any kind of pressure of having to um provide someone with like it's like I'm gonna make it fun. Okay, you know? stand up comedian. Is- well, no, I can do my talking, but like I hate picking dinner. Oh, like, okay. I wouldn't yeah. say like, we're going to the show. Like I don't want to be responsible for like whether you're happy. That's mm-hmm. a bi- that's a skill to coordinate a big mass of people and have a fun night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a skill people pay for. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, planners. that being said, I've seen very powerful people taken down in the process of, <laughs> in the process of planning a wedding. Like I've yeah. seen people that you would not expect to just utterly lose their shit yeah. to go from like a normal head on straight person to somebody who is like just a raw nerve like quivering out in the open you just see them sitting there and they're just kind of like jerking all twitch. the time yeah just, just twitching all the time oh, no. have you seen something like that happen and if so please describe <laughs> i've only seen people's personality change not personality change i've seen people play a role mm-hmm. people who i know aren't that type of person become and act like that type of person, like saying things on Instagram where I'm like, that doesn't sound like you. <laughs> or like, you know, like, I, I, I don't even want to like do anything specific because then I feel like, but like, you know, like so thrilled to be spending forever with this one. Like, can't wait to call him hubby. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like you. Yeah. Like there's reciting lines. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like a tradition that we're like, yeah, I guess I'm doing I'm doing this now. It's like wearing a mortarboard for graduation. Yeah, it's like nobody would ever be like, I'm graduating. 
I'm going to wear a mortarboard. <laughs> I look so good in this right. weird hat. <laughs> I love this big square that I'm going to put on my head <laughs> and a tassel. But it seems almost like a like a uniform or like and the uniform extends beyond just what you're expected to wear. Sometimes I see it kind of consume people's yeah. personalities, too. I've, I've, um, I've been lucky enough to have friends who are like pretty normal, mm-hmm. um, but I have seen mothers of brides and maid of honors interact with like photographers and people (laughs) who are like contracted for the day in a way that I'm like you wouldn't treat someone like that any Mm. other day like that's not appropriate and like you know whenever I get my hair and makeup done by like anybody I'm like do you do weddings and usually they're like no (laughs) and it's like it's not the bride it's the mother of the bride you know because the bride they're like whatever you want we'll do we'll do but then they take it upon themselves agents do this sometimes too where they're like I yelled at them for you and it's like please don't yell at anyone for me you know like I I don't like to interact with people that way and if you're doing my quote unquote bidding on this day I would hope you would act like a normal fucking person (laughs) so I just you know you just have to be nice to be and I I've just seen people's like even guests just like be treating bartenders badly Ah. and it's like you wouldn't be treating a bartender in a bar like this like what do you think gives you the permission to act as if this is your hired staff for the (laughs) day it's like being on another planet for a day though because you spent more money than you would ever spend you're wearing an outfit that you probably would never ever wear although my I'm in the process of picking out a dress and I will definitely rewear it because um, I know what it's going to look like and it it will be rewearable. Um, but, you, you know, like you're not you're not dressed. Your makeup is done. Your hair is done. You might be wearing like a crown or a veil. You're in a place that you never. Crown. And they do, that's <laughs> yeah. a Swedish wedding tradition. Well, in Sweden and Norway, the bride wears like a little crown. And it's, it's a basic white woman America, wedding tradition. Do too. people wear crowns? <laughs> yeah, people wear flower crowns. People wear flower crown. crowns. They I mean, midsummer it up. Yeah, And if you watch say to the dress and they're like oh let's God, jack yes. you up they're you know they're putting crowns on them and it's like they knew that was a crown bride you know <laughs> like that's the whole it, there's brides that go in and are like I want to look slutty and you're like okay <laughs> there's a say yes to the dress I love where a girl has a sheer bodice see through and they're like that. what if you put what if you put paneling in there and she's like nope no. <laughs> I want my uncle to see my body yeah. <laughs> do you think that that the proliferation of wedding related media has contributed to weddings becoming more and more crazy. Yes, yes. definitely. Which, which the which is the biggest culprit? What show? I mean, my four favorite weddings. show is Four Weddings. <laughs> it's there, so it, fun. I, there's nothing better. The way, I mean, and they're it's strangers going to each other's weddings and judging. Like, oh God. there is nothing more transparent. That's all the show. Like, that's being the mean hook. on purpose. Being mean on purpose. Being looking for stuff to hate, and it's really made you realize like cocktail hour food is good. And dinner is bad. Like yeah. if the dinner, I just it, want cocktail hour as my wedding. I know, I and like, some people do. That. I want, I want like not just pass, but then give me. I want food stations so bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. food stations cost so much more than they a sit down dinner. Yeah. Like again, all these things I've looked into where I'm like, because I hate, I hate sitting at a damn circular table waiting for food to come. Mm-hmm. I feel like I do that at so many weddings. I'm not a big dancer at weddings, so like then I'm just like sitting at a table. <laughs> and at least now I'm in a relationship, so I have like Andy to talk to. But a lot of times I'll just be there being like, hey, or like, hey, person from college I haven't seen in seven years. <laughs> I'm hungry for chicken. How's your Caesar salad? <laughs> it's just like waiting for levels. I'm like, I want people up. I want people moving. 
You know, but the stations are more expensive because that's what people want. Like family style is more expensive because that's what people like. They figure out like, oh, it's not even that it costs more. They're just like, this is cooler right now. (laughs) So burrata is more expensive. It's like a cat and mouse game. There are actual like four big barbecue grills within the site of the place that we booked. So like we there we can use them. And so we're like, what are we going to grill? <laughs> like maybe that'll be something that we will just be like, grill your own fucking food. <laughs> or you just have like one friend who likes to do that kind of stuff. And then it's like, will you grill for us? Yes. And you don't have to give a present. Also, you don't have to do whatever. It's like, just grill it up. You can hire a person to grill for you. Because I went to a, a rich person's master. 4th of July party and they brought a person. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about... Um, I guess, historical weddings and weddings that we that impacted us as children, um, things that we saw that we were like, that's what a wedding is and um, and how that has like changed as we've gotten older. So the thing I remember the wedding that influenced me when I was a kid was the wedding between Prince Eric and Vanessa, the Ooh. sea witch on the boat, on a yeah. boat. <laughs> And like, and the priest gets a boner, and the priest gets a boner on the boat. But I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I was too innocent. <laughs> and I remember thinking, like, did they even have like white dress weddings during this time in history? The answer is no. Mm. Even as a kid, I was like, this seems like wow, like th- weird. It doesn't seem to work for even me. Even as a kid, very, very Ryan, 80s, woke baby. Wow, a very eighties oh. wedding in fifteen hundreds. Yeah, right, <laughs> Denmark in the fifteen hundreds when it was clearly just an exchange of property <laughs> when it had not. And like, why were they letting a woman? who had no family marry the prince. <laughs> yeah. That was I remember being like this this seems against everything I've read in my children's encyclopedias. This does not seem like it's accurate. So that was my first encounter with a wedding where I was like No family and no last name? No, no, no last name. Um she was cool though. So pretty. She was she was the coolest one. Anyway, so that was mine. Uh Dana, you want to go next? I don't feel like I was that aware of weddings and media as a as a child. Really? I do love I and this is like the most basic white lady thing in the world. I I mean I was an adult, but Kate Middleton's like long sleeve wedding dress. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's, that's a McQueen. Just... Oh yeah. That was a McQueen. Yeah. That's it's so weird to me that she wears so much McQueen. Because you wouldn't <laughs> think Anyway, you wouldn't th- <laughs> that you wouldn't think that those two would go together, but she makes it work. I think now I'm sort of revealing that I my personality sort of rebels against like any sort of sorority girl wedding sort of thing. And so I, I don't like the strapless. And that's also from watching oh. a lot of say yes to the dress mm-hmm. um, on me. And also strapless looks really bad on, on me because my, my boobs don't hold anything up. Um, <laughs> but that was, I had a moment where I was like, oh, you don't have to do that. You can, <laughs> you can have a sort of classic look that's not that quote unquote, like really classic Silhouette. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah, you can do it. You can wear a green dress. It's your day. Mm-hmm. All right, Megan. This isn't really from me, uh, media, but I was never a flower girl, and my best friend got asked to be a flower girl in front of me. <gasps> Same age? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it, like, truly... Stayed with me, obviously. I'm bringing it up in a public forum. Um, Yeah, it really like and then, you know, I've aged out of it and then it was just bridesmaid time. And I'm like, I am truly still sad that I never got to be a flower girl. And it's uh, yeah, it scarred me. Hmm. Because I had cute ears and then <laughs> and then bad year, you know, so like once my teeth came in, it was like, well, it's, I can't do it now. You know, like my cuteness is gone. 
All right, Naomi. I didn't have any. I really? was not. Yeah, no. I, Did I was, you attend any that you were like, this is great or this is strange? This is impacting me? Well, but only as I got older. Like I went to, I was in one wedding when I was a kid. Um, like I was in my uncle's wedding and it was um, very fancy. And mm-hmm. like we, me and my cousin, we were both brides, um, flower girls. And we were in the, we had to like sit on a big table in front of everybody. There was like a very <laughs> large banquet table and everybody in the wedding party was. Had to look at you. Yeah. Like we're sitting up on, at least in my mind, again, I was probably like eight. So in my head, of course it's huge, but it was like a stage. Like the Hogwarts, the professors at Hogwarts. Yes. <laughs> God, I wish I had a Dumbledore <laughs> and then everyone's like down there in their circular tables. Yeah. And I remember joking because there's a tiny champagne glass. Like they had it everywhere. And I like pretended to drink it and was like, I'm drunk. And then was like, give me that glass. <laughs> I was like, so fancy. That sounds very fancy. Um, okay. Uh, so I guess this is where we have to wrap it up because we've, we could talk about this for like six more hours. I feel like we should have a spinoff podcast yeah. only yeah. talking about wedding. Yes. I just think it's, I mean, I guess our conclusion is it's a, it's very fraught territory, but do what you can to make people comfortable and don't put too much pressure on yourself or anybody else. It is your day, but also like people have their own lives and their own money to worry about. Do what you want. Don't bankrupt anyone. Exactly. Great. Great advice, Especially yourself. Yeah. Especially yourself. Especially yourself and your future life because you do have to continue to be married (laughs) ostensibly after the wedding (laughs) unless something tragic happens, but let's hope that doesn't. (laughs) Okay, let's take a break. When we come back, the hills that we will die on. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Donald Trump can't leave the courtroom, so just to rub it in a little, Pod Save America is going on tour. He's probably asleep right now, but if he were conscious, he'd be so, so jealous. The Democracy or Else tour begins in Brooklyn on June 26th, followed by Boston on June 28th. Then we go to Madison, Phoenix, Ann Arbor, and Philly. See all the tour dates and get your tickets now at crooked.com slash events. Okay, we're back. It's the last part of the show, not the least part of the show. This is the part where we take adamant stances on things that don't really matter that much. I guess we're doing a wedding edition one (laughs) between the three of us or the four of us. But first, we're going to get to a listener hill. Let's go. Hi, Hysteria crew. This is Melissa. And the hill that I will die on is people who put soap on their hands before they wet them are bullshit. Mm -hmm. Uh, You are just washing the soap that you just put on your hands off if you don't wet them first. I'm going to die alone on this hill and I'm okay with it. Thanks. 
What I, if you lather? I feel the same way. I do too. I feel wow. the same. Same thing with toothbrush. You gotta like yeah. wet, wet yeah. the toothbrush first and then put the toothpaste on. No reason. Yeah. No, I do this. I do. I wet my hands first, but now I'm like, is it that big of a deal? Yeah, because put it, you need like a little lube. Yeah. You know, you need yeah. some lubricant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, let's uh, hope that either putting soap on first or putting soap on second. Let's hope both of them prevent disease because we're living in an age of superbugs. Okay, now on to the hills that we will die on. I'll go first. These are all wedding related. We decided uh, just spontaneously that this is what we're going to do. I feel like we have a lot of opinions. Yeah. A lot of people have a lot of opinions about weddings. I think some of the opinions are going to be like, stop talking about weddings, which no. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) So the hill that I will die on is if you are having a wedding dance and you have friends who have kids, let the kids stay for at least the first hour of the dance. I love a good wedding dance with kids. Kids forming <laughs> circles and dancing around just for the first just for the first hour. I think it is so cute. Megan is shaking her head. Little no. little boys in bow ties falling down, running into the adults. I just I love it. Get your kids out of our my our wedding. You know, like, it's on my website. Like, love your kids. Don't want to see them. Yeah. Do not want them at my wedding. Oh man, I'm total opposite. I yeah. I'm gonna be like steal some children, <laughs> kidnap some kids, and bring them to my wedding, and we will stand around and be like, dance. <laughs> and that's a hill I'll die in this week. Okay, Megan, do you want to go next? Yeah, my hill. I think honestly, too, this is like a tip because I think the dumbest thing you can spend money on for your wedding is a favor. People get, like, people, you know, oh, the thing, oh, wedding oh, favor. favor. It I doesn't make it. any sense. Like, people get wasted. They forget them. Yeah. They break them. They're not cool ever. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you you shouldn't have gotten this many. Th- like, you don't need to have them. It's a waste of money. And I think they're stupid and cheesy. And also, like, don't do the garter toss or a bouquet toss. That's trash. <laughs> 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 All right. I don't think there's any... Any disagreement? Yeah, I'm here. Right? I'm yeah. with you on that. I'm I'm like, I can't think of anything. I don't leave them, but I also can't remember ever using them. You know what I mean? Like I don't use them, and then like two years passes. Usually, I like whatever's like cute and little. Like one time, it's like a tiny jar of something where I was like, "That's so cute, like a hotel jar." Mm-hmm. But then I'm like. I'm That's not gonna a waste use this. of money. I'm not going to do anything. Like two years passes, it's expired, and yeah. now I just toss it's in it. your I'm cupboards. Gonna... You move apartments, and you're like, yeah, I guess I should throw this out. Exactly. I'm going to throw back though to my Jewish suburb and all the bar mitzvahs that I went to in sixth and seventh grade, and sort of like in my suburb, the thing is you have to give like a clothing item giveaway. Mm-hmm. Like I danced the night away at oh. Aaron's bar mitzvah. Oh my god, I have those, and I effing love those. Yeah, because I had you a... weren't drunk, you remembered it, and and. They're sweatpants. Yeah. They're very comfy. Yeah. Sweatshirts, if you're, if this was a rich kid party. Um, yeah. And so I feel like for all of middle school, I just exclusively wore uh, sweatshirts and sweatpants emblazoned with the names of my peers. Great. And yeah. it was great. That's a great favor. You know, if you give out sweatpants, favor. you can do it. You know what would be a good favor, though, is like flip-flops for people yeah. to change into when they're... That makes sense. Socks. I've been at one, and there was like a basket of pashminas. Ooh, and you could yes. just yes. take any pashmina you wanted. Yeah. Oh, but those things expensive. Of course. These people were rich. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like socks are good to dance in if your heels are uncomfortable. A That's, practical favor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Dana, what's yours? Um, this one is inspired by the conversation. And I'm going to say, unless you are uh, of nobility or Swedish, I guess, no tiaras. Yeah. <laughs> you're not You're not a princess. One, princesses are, that's like a fictional idea of a thing that doesn't exist. 
Who are you fooling that you're like a, a member of a royal family? Unless you are literally marrying into the royal family or you can trace your lineage back and you have a family tree at your wedding <laughs> to show to guests. <laughs> Do not wear a tiara. I don't like the idea that, like, you're a princess on this day. One, because I think that idea of, like, that women are princesses is, like, a really damaging and and fundamentally, like, not culturally healthy notion. Uh don't do it. Don't yeah. don't wear a tiara. Okay. You're I not agree. you're not a princess Fair. and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good thing. I mean, historically princesses don't have like happy lives and they don't and, and more importantly, like the one role of a princess is to not marry who they choose. They're they're meant like the princess's role is to like marry strategically. So you're marrying <laughs> you're someone. You're saying like I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> basically, if you're wearing a tiara, you're like this is strategic for my father's <laughs> diplomatic interests. I gotta marry Chris. <laughs> Prince Chris. Yeah. Prince Chris. <laughs> Prince Chris. You know, Unite marketing manager. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're marrying someone of your choice. Uh, uh, don't wear don't wear a tiara. A uh, tiara is a cry for help, is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. A cry of Swedishness or a cry for help. Yeah, if it's a, if it's a cultural tradition, whatever you're allowed. <laughs> All right, Naomi, bring us home. Okay, my hill is just like very simple. Parents, weddings, weddings are not for the parents of the bride or groom. Okay, I'm over, and obviously this is my personal issue. Like I hate, like, or even just people I know. It's like we had a wedding of 500. I'm like, you don't know no. 500 people. It was like again that idea of like my dad had to invite all of his business colleagues. That ain't about them. And like yeah. parents who need weddings, like their kids' wedding to be about them. I need you to get a hobby. I need you to get a hobby. Maybe you want to go back and get a second degree. Celebrate yourself. Okay, <laughs> have something going on in your life that you do not need your child's wedding to be a reflection of everything you've done. Okay, get it together. Write a novel. <laughs> you know, like, do something about yourself because it's like this. Your kids stuff. The way like it's like especially as you know. Again, when your kid is like six, sure, they passed a grade. They're learning. They're reading at a high level. Tell people. But at thirty five, <laughs> nothing I do should be about your friends. At the Onyx Shabbat. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can. Die, I can. I'm done. I can die on that hill. Thank I you. Can, I could die on that hill. I have no idea where it possibly could have been. <laughs> That's all the time we have this week, Naomi, Megan, and Dana. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thanks to Alyssa Mastermonico for calling in. And there will be more hysteria next week. Hysteria is a product of Crooked Media. Caroline Rustin is our producer. Our editor is Sarah Barrett. And Kyle Seglin is our sound engineer. Thanks to our digital team, Nadina Malconian and Elijah Cohn, for production support each week. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.